the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Uh, your idiotic, moronic Columbus City Council, all Democrats, of course, uh, was at it again last night. Virtue signaling away lots of your tax dollars. Aren't you so glad they have such a high city income tax? Uh, they voted to require contractors who do city work to pay all their employees a minimum wage of ten, of $20 per hour. See, I, I inadvertently said $10 per hour. Uh, and incorrectly said $10 per hour because the uh, minimum hourly wage in the state of Ohio is $10.10. The city of Columbus will require contractors who do work on the city's behalf to pay nearly twice that. Uh, The fool who introduced this is Councilman Rob Dorans, who said the change will not affect construction contracts. That's interesting. Really? You know, I know a little bit about bidding contracts, and you know what you do when you bid a contract? You bid it so you can make a, come on, Rob, come on, Rob, come with me, baby, follow along. When you're a contractor, you bid a contract to make a, starts with P, P per profit, that's right. So what do you build into your bid, Rob? That's right, you build the costs into your bid. And if you have to pay $20 an hour, to people picking up garbage and doing menial tasks instead of $10.10 an hour. Do you think the contractor will eat that themselves, or do you think they'll pass that along to the city? (gasps) Rob, I hate to ruin your utopian view of life, but they will pass that along to the city, which would call into question the accuracy of your statement that this will not affect construction contracts. It most assuredly will affect construction contracts. And you know what it also might do, Rob? It might cause contractors to say, you know, I'm not really interested in doing business with the city of Columbus anymore. Because after I finish working for the city of Columbus and hiring all the people who you're making me pay $20 an hour, we're going to go back to building, I don't know, a Home Depot or a Lowe's or a Planet Fitness. And you know what? Those people that I had to pay $20 an hour because of your wokeness on Columbus City Council are going to say, hey, what's the deal? Why am I not getting paid $20 an hour anymore? Well, because we're not working for the city of Columbus anymore. And I say, well, I'm not coming to work for that. And you could have a strike. You could have a labor movement. You could have a hole in your uh, number of people working for you. And a lot of contractors might just say, you know what? This ain't worth it. This ain't worth the hassle. Because it's a hassle on the front end bidding it. And it's a hassle on the back end dealing with it when it's no longer in place. As I said, moronic, idiotic. So, of course, it comes out of the Columbus City Council chambers. Now, uh, those two qualities are not in exclusivity coming out of Columbus City government. They're also coming out of the Columbus Dispatch Building. They're oozing out the doors and windows, idiocy and uh, moronic viewpoints. As proof, I submit the 
rushed to print editorial today decrying the proposed law in the Ohio State House that would outlaw drag queens twerking, gyrating, and sexualizing in front of minor children. That's right. That is all the law would do. It would require or limit drag queens to perform only in bars and other spaces where minors are prohibited. You say, well, that that seems sensible. (laughs) I know. That's why the left hates it. And no one is more on the left than the queen of stupid Amelia Robinson, editorial page director of the Columbus Dispatch. Oh, she's their opinion and community engagement editor. And here's how she starts her editorial. There are many actual problems for Ohio lawmakers to tackle. Really? Okay, tell us, Amelia, what are they? To name just a few, the heartbreaking infant mortality rate. I agree, that is heartbreaking. Abortion makes it so. Our unacceptable third-grade reading scores. I Again, I agree. What is it, 19% Columbus City Schools? Rampant gun violence. Uh, murder, I would prefer, to gun violence, since guns aren't in themselves inherently violent. But, you know, I... At least you're halfway down the road to accuracy. And substance abuse in big cities. And Hold on a minute. Substance abuse in big cities and small towns. I may have misjudged Amelia Robinson because I'm reading this. And the first four things she says that are actual problems for Ohio lawmakers to tackle are, I think, actual problems, too. The problem is we can't get any Democratic Ohio lawmakers to tackle those problems. We can't get... The Queen Bee of yesterday's Columbus Dispatch, their frothing homage to Allison Russo of Upper Arlington, the head of the Democratic House. Uh, we can't get Allison Russo to do anything about the heartbreaking infant mortality rate except escalate it by killing every unborn child she can get her forceps on. Uh, we can't get Allison Russo or... Uh, Amelia Sykes or any other wokester with a D beside their name in the Ohio House to do anything about the unacceptable third grade reading scores that Amelia Robinson is so upset about, apparently, because every single Democrat in the House opposed school choice expansion. We sure can't get any Democrats, Russo or otherwise, to do anything about the murder rate in Columbus Anything that would help, which would mean punishing people who do such things. Otherwise, we wouldn't have accused murderers like the kid who shot and killed a 24-year-old woman at a city park last summer walking around still the streets of Columbus on bond. And substance abuse in big cities and small towns. I'm sorry, who's leading the effort to secure our southern border to keep the Chinese fentanyl out? Is that Allison Russo and her Democratic cohorts in the Ohio House doing that? No, that would be your Texas House Republicans who are doing that. And then, of course, Amelia gets to the uh, new lie that they're trying to ingrain secondarily into your language, this stupid contention that there is a growing shortage of affordable housing. Affordable housing is the new leftist lie. It's like the it's like the the rookie lie. Like it's not a major league lie yet, 
because they haven't been able to get it into everybody's vernacular. Affordable housing, affordable housing, affordable housing. They're starting with the whole, you know, the really nice communities like New Albany and Upper Arlington and Dublin don't have enough affordable housing. Really? Uh, Shocking, because there's not a stitch of available land in any of those three places. So every house that sits on a piece of land in Upper Arlington, Dublin, or New Albany is occupied by somebody who presumably can't afford to be there. But Amelia's not happy about it, and other wokesters are not happy about it, because there's not enough housing that people she wants to see live in those communities can't afford. Are there black people in those communities? Yeah. Are there Indian people in those communities? Yeah. Are there Hispanic people in those communities? Yeah. You know why there are people in those communities? Because they have good jobs, they've worked hard, they've educated themselves, and they can afford to live there. And you know why they want to live there? Because it's safe there. Because in those neighborhoods, by and large, although it's branching out, coming to a community near you, kids under the age of 18 don't steal cars in the middle of the night and crash them into homes with the regularity that they do in Linden, Franklinton, the South Side. That's why people aspire to live in communities where Amelia Robinson and the other Democrats would tell you there's no affordable housing. No, they move heaven and earth to afford that housing because they don't have to worry about their homes being robbed or being shot. Why would we want to fix the bad communities? Why would we want to ingrain punishment in the bad communities when we can just wait for the crime to become so out of control that it oozes into New Albany, Dublin, Hilliard. That'll make it affordable because people will leave for Powell and and Tartan Fields and other places. They'll move further out to get away from all the things that Amelia Robinson wants to infect the rest of our culture with. Uh, This editorial continues. I'll probably delve into more of it because it's just ridiculously stupid, as is everything under her pen name. So Ron DeSantis is way behind Trump in the Republican uh, race for the presidential nomination. I don't know if uh, Trump's pending third indictment will make Ron DeSantis fall farther behind or draw him closer to Trump. I think what is more likely to draw DeSantis closer, if in fact he is going to draw closer, is for Ron DeSantis to do what I've always thought he was really good at doing, but which his former handlers refused to allow him to do, which is to go into the belly of the beast and take on the beast. Tonight, Ron DeSantis will do that. He will sit with Jake Tapper of CNN for an interview, and I presume... Jake Tapper will come at Ron DeSantis with all measure of lies and nonsense that the left believes. Accost DeSantis on his six-week abortion ban in Florida. Uh, accost him on his uh, supposed book banning, even though every book that the left says is banned in Florida, uh, you can order from Amazon and have it delivered right to your door, whether you live in Fort Pierce or Port Charlotte or Tampa or Sarasota or Naples, or Tallahassee, or any other town in Florida, or any rural area in Florida. It's not banned at all. It is limited in its exposure to youth in schools. And so 
I envy Ron DeSantis tonight because he will have the opportunity to call out Jake Tapper and the left for their lies. And this is, as I said, what DeSantis is really good at. And it is what he must be good at if he is to make up any ground on Trump. Now, DeSantis was in South Carolina this morning, and he was talking about the U.S. military. This is a fertile field for Ron DeSantis or any Republican presidential candidate because the military, like the Department of Justice, like the institutions in our country that we have depended on to defend liberty, freedom, fairness, equal protection under the law, separation of powers, all those things essential to the American experience and our unique form of government, all those entities have been corrupted, not just by Joe Biden's ascension to the Oval Office, but by career bureaucrats who have gotten in there and who George Bush allowed to flourish and Donald Trump allowed to remain. We've had opportunities to exercise these nefarious individuals from the organizations over which they hold sway. No Republican has done it. I believe Ron DeSantis will do it. That's why I support Ron DeSantis for the nomination for president. But if you want to know how evil and how corrupt our military is, there is a federal law against spending U.S. taxpayer dollars to fund abortions, okay? A federal law. We get around that law by funding Planned Parenthood and then they kill babies, okay? Or in the case of the U.S. military, funding the U.S. military and then they kill babies. One senator, one. We have 49 in the U.S. Senate, but only one is willing to push back on this. He is Alabama Senator Tom Tuberville, former University of Cincinnati Bearcats head football coach Tom Tuberville. He was fired by Cincinnati. I would fire all 48 other senators. Why is J.D. Vance not joining in on this? Maybe it's not in his committee. I'll ask J.D. when he joins the show within the next week. But Tuberville is taking advantage of a little-known Senate peculiarity that allows him to stop the blanket approval of promotions for military members and call for a roll call vote on each promotion, which there's 200 and some of them outstanding, which would take forever, which the Senate is not interested in doing. And the reason Tuberville is doing this is because the U.S. military is willing to fund female soldiers' expenses flying across state lines to have abortions at the expense of the U.S. taxpayer. Now, John Kirby, stooge slash spokesperson, was at the White House yesterday talking about this and uh, went to great lengths. He became passionate, in fact. I mean, he was more awake than I have uh, often seen John Kirby uh, defending the honor of abortion. Uh, Listen to John Kirby and how passionate he gets about this topic. Why is the new DOD policy on abortion critical to military readiness? I'm really glad you asked that question. No, I mean, I really am. One in five members of the U.S. military are women, 20%. We're an all-volunteer force. Nobody's forcing you to sign up and go. People volunteer to go. You raise your right hand and you say, I'm going to do this for a few years or even for my life. 
and it might cost me my life to do it. And when you sign up and you make that contract, you have every right to expect that the organization, in this case the military, is going to take care of you, and they're going to take care of your families, and they're going to make sure that you can serve with dignity and respect, no matter who you are or who you love, uh, or uh, or how you worship or don't. And um, and our policies, whether they're diversity, inclusion, and equity, or whether they're about transgender individuals who qualify physically and mentally to serve to be able to do it with dignity, or whether it's about female service members, one in five, or female family members being able to count on the kinds of health care and reproductive care specifically that they need to serve. Uh, that is a foundational, sacred obligation of military leaders across the river. The right thing to do, and he said it's sacred. He literally was pounding the podium about it. I'm sure you find it as heartwarming as I do that John Kirby purports to care so much about female military personnel that he will fund the murder of their children. But what he does not care about, what no one in the military cares about, are female officers, female enlisted personnel, who are forced to shower in barracks with biological men masquerading as women. Transgender, parenthetically, fake women. Fake women. The U.S. military would also pay for their reassignment surgery, which is, of course, not a simple outpatient surgery. It requires lots and lots of money. So a couple Republican congressmen were asked about it the other day at the Pentagon. The first to field the question was Scott Perry. Can you elaborate a little bit on how transgender reassignment surgery might impede battlefield readiness? I will tell you this, there, as an as a, as a individual who started out as a private and, and served for over three decades, uh, there are many people that want to serve in many capacities who are unable to. If you're allergic to bee stings, if you have type 1 diabetes, though you might want to serve, you cannot. If you want to fly an F-16 but can't correct your vision appropriately, you cannot fly an F-16 or anything else. And so there are many people that want to serve. What this is about, what the military is about, is what the, the needs of the nation are from a national security standpoint. When they marry up with your desires, that's an awesome and great circumstance. But when they don't, the needs of the nation come first. And that's what the viewpoint of these individuals enshrined in, in, in the amendments that passed and the amendments that were offered and the arguments that were made on the, that behalf. On that behalf and and, and that, 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 that subject fits right into that category. You have He's absolutely right about that, but the concept of sacrificing for others and doing what's good for the collective rather than the individual is, of course, foreign to Democrats. Your child deserves an education that teaches knowledge and builds character. It's time to consider Columbus Classical Academy. We don't need technology to give our students content. They need books. Technology needs to be a tool in the classroom used to augment what the teacher needs to convey, not as a means for learning. That's not how children learn at Columbus Classical Academy. Come to our open house on July 22nd from 1 to 3 and learn how Columbus Classical Academy is restoring great education. Learn more at columbusclassical.org. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.